Um, everybody, Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is our third time recording the intro. <laughs> uh, so, give me if I forget what I've said before, but basically on this episode, we're going to be doing uh, some lists. We've got Nate's birthday to celebrate. That's going to be a lot of fun. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's up, guys? It's Nate here. Um, excited I got to pick one of the uh, topics for today's episode. So um, I think everyone got really creative with it, like judging by um, you know what I saw on Twitter and the lineups and everything. So I'm excited to uh, um, talk about that. What's up, guys? I'm Connor, the co-host with the most. And all I can say about our uh, one of our lists, the first one that we did on Twitter, is that everybody on Twitter is wrong. You know, I, that I had like the worst lineup. No, y- y'all are wrong. Uh, and you'll hear why later. <laughs> All right, guys. And what's going on? This is Eric, your ranting co-host, although it sounds like Connor might be the ranting co-host tonight. We'll see. But <laughs> Looking forward to debating these guys on our two topics. And uh, Nate, happy birthday to you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, so before we start our list, I got a couple of, couple of shout-outs and then a question for Nate. But uh, Jackson, he's one of our longtime subscribers and friends of the podcast. He updated his Twitter bio, and I'm not going to confirm or deny the validity of what he said, but the link is on the screen. I'll read it off for anybody mm-hmm. not watching on YouTube. It's twitch.tv slash clutch crew sports um his tweet or his uh twitter bio was follow clutch crew sports on twitch or you will have 70 years of bad luck so we didn't tell him to write that (laughs) he just came up with it um i'm not sure if that 70 years of bad luck is true or not it's up to you to decide but um, well i mean the thing is 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 it worth risking the 70 years of bad luck yeah seriously (laughs) Just yeah. follow us and don't even take the risk. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, we've got another top 10 planned. Uh, we, we've reduced it down to two topics because the last couple of times they've been going on pretty long. So hopefully this is be an hour or less. But uh, Nate suggested one of the topics that we're going to start out with. And then we've got in the NFL one when we get to it. Um, and Nate, it's your birthday. And... I was looking through my pantry, and believe it or not, I found some French's crispy Ooh. fried onions. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and this is a freaking snack. This is a throwback to the snacks episode. Nate had these pretty high on his list, so I gotta ask them, Nate, because I saw the original, and then I saw this like purple kind, that caramelized uh, new flavor they call it. I don't know if you've had that or not, and then oh, if you God. have, you like it more. <laughs> I have not tried. It. They look pretty. Good. They look pretty tasty. <laughs> Caramel. They're like they're still crispy though. Like yeah, I have the differences. It hasn't been opened yet. I don't want to be the the first one that break the seal and open this thing. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it's sorry, apparently sorry. a new flavor. Nate, Nate was telling me that these were a good snack to eat. So <laughs> yeah, no, it caught my eye because normally yeah. I just glanced over these things. I did have some of the other kind. They were. They were pretty good, to be honest. I I can see why Nate likes them. Yeah, um, they're like, you know, every once in a while, you know, you bust open the uh, 
top of one of those and take a few handfuls either. <laughs> Pretty like tasty. I can, I can say I uh, can't relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, I have a I have a follow up question then since you haven't had these like new caramelized ones susan just brought to my attention that i don't she said she doesn't know if they still make them but that they used to have a like a cheddar onion something with this french's onions have you had that before i haven't had that either i usually just have the original because we get for like um to making recipes and stuff, I just take like all the leftovers and eat, eat them. But honestly, I don't know. It sounds pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah, she said she doesn't think they make them anymore. But if you happen to find them, give it a yeah. shot and let us know how it goes. <laughs> do a, do a review here for yeah. the next podcast. Well, yeah, hey, I will say that one thing that the uh, caramelized onions have going for them is that the uh, picture of the cheeseburger is bigger on that one. So you know. <laughs> They're they're obviously meant more for the for the burgers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Nate, uh, your whole idea for this top ten modified to be top five, it's a little bit confusing to I guess the average viewer. But um, why don't you just tell everybody what your inspiration was, what made you come up with this idea, and then like go over these rules here for us? Yeah. So I basically like. Um, basically, like, for my birthday, I was able to pick, like, a top ten or something. I was trying to think of, like, a creative idea that we hadn't, like, done already and wouldn't be specifically, like, you know, just another, like, top ten, like, you know, quarterbacks or something like that. And I was thinking about, like, the new Space Jam with LeBron, so I just seen some, like, new details about that. And I was like, hmm, what if we, like, a fictional, like, basketball lineup, like, pick your starting five out of, you know, superhero characters and movie characters and stuff, so... Basically, like, came up with that and just had a few rules. Like, left it a lot of room to, like, be creative, but the only rules are just, um, it's got to be a movie character, um, like, human or superhero, but it can't be a movie athlete. So you can't pick, you know, Jordan from Space Jam. You can't pick um, the white dude from Hoosiers who shoots all those three-pointers. Like, it's got to be an actual, <laughs> um, you know, like, any, anyone else. Just, they just can't be a basketball player already. Um, so it's basically the fictional game, like hypothetically be played with full NBA rules. So there's like fouls, like, you know, there'd be refs if this actually happened and, um, court would be regulation size and all that. And then the team you had to pick must consist of five players and one coach. Like we didn't specify, um, positions or anything. So like you don't have to have, um, you know, a pure point guard, you know, I'm sure like probably like. Um, I don't know, speaking for myself, like, it definitely kind of factored into the decisions, but you didn't have to have any specific, you know, lineup or anything. So, yeah, it kind of just left a lot of room to be creative on this one. That is for sure, indeed. The possibilities <laughs> were endless with coming up with these different lineups. And, uh, Nate, all, since this is your yeah. birthday episode, why don't you uh, – yeah. I was like, before Nate gets to his list, uh, update <laughs> on Space Jam. I still have not seen it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. You're, it's definitely a classic. Definitely got to check it out. Like, great 90s. I'm sure Eric, Eric is, like, silently human. <laughs> I'm, just shaking, his... I'm just shaking my head over here. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Is that going to be, that. like, we got to have something planned. Like, once I see Space Jam, there's got to be, like, a big, like, woohoo, like, party pop. <laughs> Stuff. We'll do a we'll do we'll like do a like Space a Jam episode. <laughs> Ooh, <true. laughs> 
All right, Nate, tell us about your uh, your team here. All right, so for my team, kind of went. Um, there weren't obviously, like I said, there aren't like required, you know, one of each position, like traditional lineup or anything like that. But I kind of went. Um, a mindset was kind of like making a uh, small ball kind of Golden State sort of lineup. Um, kind of a little bit of positionless basketball going on here. But I'll start with my first guy. Um, my point guard is gonna be Ang from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, got into watching that on Netflix again and um, remembered how you know quick and talented he is. Obviously, if you haven't seen the show, he's an airbender, so he's got control over like air currents. So basically, he can pass you know to anybody on the floor, like do some crazy stuff passing the ball, like get anybody open. Um, so definitely like he can score on his own. So he's got some obviously some, some great. Uh, um, skills and you can jump with the, the uh, air powers but really he's like a facilitator like I don't think you're gonna find one too much better than him um so then going on to number two my shooting guard is this guy might be if you're watching the um YouTube he might be a little bit unfamiliar to you but this is Taskmaster he's a Marvel um villain who was supposed to appear in the Black Widow movie that would have came out two weeks ago um if it wasn't for the coronavirus but um, basically, what his power is, is he's got the ability to like replicate any. Um, basically, he can look at something, like watch an action, and then repeat it like perfectly. So in the comics, he uses it to like copy like Captain America or whoever, and then like come up with a fighting style that can you know help him beat them up and whatever. But in this situation, I'm just gonna have him sit down and watch a bunch of Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving and Ray Allen, and basically give him a perfect three-point jumper perfect handles and just have him go crazy out there so he'd be the guy getting the uh passes in the corner and like nailing open threes and um all that so he's basically a you can you can kind of go like hawkeye or whoever here but this guy's got a little bit more in the sense that he can be like a perfect accuracy shooter plus he's got the um he can learn the handles and all the uh other skills too so that's my shooting guard there and then I've got Anakin Skywalker as my small ball, um, small forward, <laughs> small forward, basically 100% because of his hops. Um, obviously, it didn't work out too well for him at the end of episode three, but my dude's got that force jump so he can <laughs> dunk from probably the three-point line, I would bet. Um, I don't know. We'd have to see in the game. but <laughs> So he's definitely got some ups, like – you know, he's like LeBron. He's the chosen one. Um, he can dunk. He can pass pretty well, obviously, with the force. Um, probably help him get some steals out there, I would imagine. Um, take the ball away. So um, he's definitely a must-have for this lineup. And then um, my power forward, um, a little bit on the shorter side, but it's the T-1000 um, from Terminator 2. Basically, the upgraded model of the Terminator from one from Arnold um, the original one to this guy who's basically like he can he's made of like liquid metal so he looks like a person but he can like stretch and um bulletproof and indestructible and all that so um definitely not someone you want to run, run into in the paint he can like stretch to block shots get rebounds um set set screens and all that so definitely a pretty nasty guy there and then for my center i've got um, Hagrid from Harry Potter, um, definitely like uh, probably not the most obvious option, seen as the uh, responses I got on Twitter for this one. But I don't know, I had to throw him in there. Like 
definitely a uh, high character guy um good locker room guy um he's also like eight five i think is what is like whatever official height is i I googled it just to make sure um he's like eight five like 400 pounds like pretty pretty beefy guy i don't think you want to run into him in the paint even if you're a superhero like (laughs) um so he's my guy like setting screens and um getting rebounds and all that good stuff so kind of rounds out the five and then my coach I've got Professor X from the X-Men movies. Um, I don't think you can get a better game plan than from the guy. I mean, I don't know, Zach's coach might have him beat there, but <laughs> he obviously he can read anybody's mind, so he knows what's going to be, you know, what defense can be played. So I don't think you can really draw up plays uh, too much better than the guy who can, you know, know what the defense is thinking at all times. So I think he's going to get a good plan to get all these guys involved and, um get some buckets out there so that's my team i like them i feel pretty good about that (laughs) (laughs) all right there you go guys you heard it here first nate starting lineup for movie characters uh so very very cool lineup man i i do like your team a lot man i gotta say uh you got some studs on your team so we'll move on now to the next lineup uh this one's gonna be eric's team so Eric, tell us about uh, your reasoning for your picks here. Yeah, so when I first found out about this topic, my mind just thought, you know, I've got to build the most powerful team possible. So that's where I went for with this. And Twitter agreed with me that out of the four of us that I have the best team. So thank you, Twitter. We didn't fully agree in the last episode on a lot of the this or that, but you had my back on this one. So thank you. So the, but I feel like also with my team, it's not just that I have like all powerful people. I feel like a lot of these players would benefit me in the game as well. So for my point guard position, I went with Ant-Man from the Marvel universe And the reason why I went with him is because he can shrink down small to the size of an ant. And then he can also, any object he's holding or touching, he can shrink down as well. So if he's holding the basketball, he can shrink down so small to the size of an ant where nobody can see him. And then he can get to anywhere he wants on the court and then either pass it to someone else or if he gets to an open spot, take the shot. He can do whatever. And in addition to that, while it's not as ideal for him, he can also grow to a super large size. I mean, even as tall as a building. So if he needed to do that, it's not something I would want him to do because that would drain, that seriously drains his energy when he does that. But if we got desperate and we really needed some stops or something, we could have him do that and nobody's going to score on him when that happens. So then at my two guard position, I went with Jean Grey, and the main reason why I picked her was because, I mean, she's one of the most powerful mutants from the X-Men universe, but the main reason why I picked her, picked her is because she can literally manipulate any object. So if someone's trying to, like, drive by her, good luck with that, because she can just take the ball out of your hand without even touching you. So good luck scoring on her. And then I picked the Flash. I mean, the obvious reason is because of how fast he is. 
the amount of transition buckets that we're going to get with this guy on my team is going to be insane. But in the same way, it also works the other way because when we're on the offensive end of the court, it doesn't matter where he's at. And when the other team gets the rebound, he can just instantly get to the other side. So teams being able to score transition points on us is going to be really limited and really difficult. And to make a little counterpoint against Nate's team is that the Flash also can make an invisible aura around him, around his body that can protect him from air friction. So I feel like that would benefit me against Aang and his airbending abilities. So, true. so Flash is, <laughs> most people, like when I was reading on Twitter, which I appreciated the people that defended my lineup and talked about the flash but they did only really talk about his ability for the offensive scoring but i think he's going to be an amazing defender as well that would be underrated and then silver surfer also has super speed so he's going to get me just as many transition buckets help just as much on the transition defense that's two defenders that are always going to be back no matter what so i feel like and transition scoring is such a key ingredient to success in basketball so I like having that. And I mean, Silver Surfer's abilities are just ridiculous with all the different things that he can do. But the other reasons why I think he would help my t- with this specific situation with it being a basketball game, he can also, similar to uh, Nate's coach, he can also read minds as well. So he's going to be able to read what the other team is trying to do before they even come down the court. And then he also has the ability to cast illusion, so he could trick players on the other team into thinking something else is happening that isn't really happening. So, and he would be doing all of this without even touching anybody, so it wouldn't be a foul or anything like that. So, and then uh, Thanos, I mean, he's the, obviously it's an OP choice, but you know, when you're going for the championship, you want to win. You want to have the best available. And obviously, he's known for his superhuman strength. He's going to be able to back down anybody in the paint. You know, good good luck stopping him if, it, you know, if he's backing you down in the paint. And we were talking about this a little bit beforehand. And although, uh, Nate, I don't know how you feel about it, but Connor and Zach were both telling me that they think Thanos would foul out of the game really quickly. But I have, to dis- I have to disagree with this because... Wow, really? Well, Thanos, well, I mean, Thanos is a master strategist, okay? He's not somebody that's... He's not like the Hulk or somebody like that who's just going to run around angry and reckless. Like, if I had picked the Hulk, I would have a really hard time explaining why he wasn't going to foul out of the game. But that's Thanos true. is smart. He strategizes. He plans. He doesn't let stuff get into his head easily. He's not just going to run out there and start chucking people into the crowd. You know what I mean? He's going to be smart. (laughs) He's going to, he's going to play effective. And another reason why he's not going to fall out of the game is because of my coach on the bottom down there. I went with Dr. Strange one. I mean, he's a genius, but two, he also has possession of the time stone. So barring all of the stuff I've already mentioned, if the other teams were to start having success and start doing something, Dr. Strange could just easily rewind time and then make the necessary adjustments and get us fixed. So like if, if Thanos were to start fouling, he can just rewind time, 
call a timeout. Be like, guys, we need to calm down, Dennis. Get your head together. Okay. Because well, I, 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 I can anticipate that you're going to start fouling. So get it together, man. Calm down. Don't do that. Which I don't think it would come to that. But so I literally, with this time stone with Dr. Strange, even have a plan B prepared were something to happen and my team start having problems. So, well, I, I have a question for you about the time stone. So, if Dr. With the Time Stone, if you're saying Doctor Strange is going to have it, does that mean you're not going to let Thanos have it? He's not going to have the full Infinity Gauntlet? Well, Thanos Thanos has the gauntlet in the picture there, but I was planning on having the, you know, the game be played without him having the gauntlet. Uh, I didn't want to get, like, so overpowered <laughs> with this, but, I mean, yeah. you know, Thanos wouldn't, because most of the stuff on the gauntlet like would get him into foul trouble anyway like if he's got the power stone he's gonna knock somebody out of the arena you know stuff like that so uh but i mean having the reality stone would be nice because he could alter the realities for the opponents but no i i was gonna have thanos go into the game without the gauntlet you know just using his natural abilities but yeah no dr strange has he's the keeper of the time stone so he will have it and we'll be able to use that to rewind time if necessary so uh, while I do feel that Zach has the best coach, I feel like I, ha- I didn't want to just copy what Zach did. So I came up with somebody else, but I, uh, I feel like I have the best team here. All right. Before we move on to the, the myself and Connor's list, I'll let Connor just go, go at Eric here with, <laughs> with his team. Cause I know Connor, you've got some problems with Eric's team. Uh, oh. feel free to take some shots, man. If you want, okay. I got to take some shots too. I mean, I'm going to do, I'm not going to spend too much time, but I'm going to give some, like, short reasons on a couple of them. Like, obviously with Thanos, like, I still think he's going to foul out. Like, he's just so, and I was telling, talking to Zach and Eric about this too. It depends on which Thanos shows up to the game, because obviously throughout the movies, we saw two different Thanos characters. Like, in Infinity War was Philosopher Thanos, and in Endgame was Warrior Thanos. So Philosopher Thanos while still obviously like super powerful, he was the one that was really planning stuff out and seeing the end game and blah. I know that's like a pun right there kind of, but <laughs> um, he was seeing the end game and seeing the possibilities and planning everything out. Whereas warrior Thanos, like, yeah, he obviously still had the intellect and everything, but he was a bit more out of control. Like, especially when things started going wrong, he started like, you know, really panicking and like, you know, just, causing just going out of control whereas like philosopher thanos even when stuff was going wrong like you know when vision was getting like you know the mind stone disappeared or like when um like they were actually starting to beat him when they were on titan he still never panicked he still was still cool calm and collected and kept going so if warrior thanos shows up to the game then he's definitely going to foul out and i still think he'd foul even if it was philosopher Mm -hmm. then with jean gray the problem with jean gray is that if she ends up turning into the Phoenix, then everybody's going to lose because the arena is going to burn up and the basketballs are going to be gone and it's just going to, everything's going to be gone. And then we're all going to blame Eric's team. So then he'll lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> everybody's going to die. Well, everybody might not die, like not the superheroes, but everybody watching and all the, you know, everything like that is all going to die. So that's pretty bad. And then I feel like, with the Flash and the Silver Surfer, I do agree, like, their super speed is great for, like, getting up and down the court. 
I just feel like they wouldn't be able to do that with the ball enough because I feel like that would create a lot of traveling violations. Like I think someone mentioned well, that, that too. No, the, the, the point with that is that, I mean, literally what they could do is they could just they could say if we're on defense and we're at the three, they can just hang out on the perimeter on the wing. And then, say, Thanos grabs a rebound. Thanos can just chuck it towards the other end of the right, court. Right, right. And then right, they're no, down there. Yeah, they just I definitely, lay it up. They I, don't have I to definitely agree. That with the, I definitely agree with that point. I was just saying, like, they can't be doing too much dribbling because that's going to cause a lot of traveling violations. But yeah. I definitely agree that that is um, perfectly acceptable, that they could just, like, go, hey, I'm open. Woo. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, they don't even have to get open. They just... Right, right. Or anybody else can just chuck the ball down there, and then they'll right, run right. down there and catch it before anyone yeah. else can get down there. Right. So. I, I know. I do agree with that. Yeah, I just, I mean, Thanos is pretty big. Him throwing the little basketball, I mean, that's pretty small <laughs> body <laughs> size <laughs> relative. Like, I don't know. And you start so, to lose accuracy when you, you throw little paper balls out, you know? So, <laughs> and to dispute uh, Connor's two points about. Well, I, was, I was gonna say I got, I got one last I got one last okay. point for you. <laughs> okay. My, my last point about Doctor Strange and the time stone is that I feel like if we're playing this game under standard NBA rules, they wouldn't allow him to have the time stone because like that's just cheating. Like you can't just reverse time. <laughs> so like I feel like and it's kind of the same thing with like Charles Xavier. Like I know someone mentioned this on Twitter too, about like reading minds. Like I guess like reading minds, hey, you can do it, but if it's one thing, like you know, you, but if you get caught doing it, then yeah. that's gonna be like a really bad technical foul. So yeah, that's my thing, Doctor Strange. Is I feel like they wouldn't allow him to have the time stone because that's just straight up cheating to reverse time. So I agree. Yeah, basically, it's me in 2K when I'm playing a franchise mode and I lose. <laughs> I just yeah, right, right. Quit and, like, and yeah. play my Xbox off. Reset, right. reset. Don't save it. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Eric, I mean, Connor hammered Eric's list pretty hard, and he said a lot of things that I was going to say. So, before we move on, I'll, I'll just give Eric a chance to respond. That Well, this is the diff- the thing is about the difference with the Philosopher Thanos and the Warrior Thanos. So, with Philosopher Thanos and Infinity War, he was in control and was able to plan out and do everything that he wanted to do. Whereas, and in game, when you saw Warrior Thanos, you know, everybody got sorry, Zach, if this spoils anything for you. I know you haven't seen it exactly. yet, but everybody got brought back from the snap. And then Thanos was just kind of thrust into the situation and he didn't really have time to prepare to come up with his game plan. And that's why he was more reckless in Endgame as opposed to in Infinity War. But this is a you know, basketball game, like our team is going to have time to study the opponents we're going to go up against. He's going to be able to come up with the, you know, all my team's going to be able to come together and come up with a proper game plan. It's not just going to be like, all right, get out there and start playing. You know what I mean? So we, we know who our opponents are. We know how to strategize against them. He's going to be smarter and be able to be in more in control. And then with Gene Gray, I mean, you know, some it would have to take something like really devastating or insane for her to turn into the Phoenix. Like, you know, like somebody close to her would have to like get killed or something. And that that's not going to happen in a basketball game. So <laughs> she's not going to her emotions are not going to get so crazy that she turns into the Phoenix because like <laughs> if somebody scores two points, you know what I mean? It's not going to be you know. 
she's going to know going she's going to know going into it that it's not that serious of a deal and we'll be able to keep her in control you know what i mean like if if the bulls could keep dennis rodman in control while he was wrestling with wcw you know skipping practices during the nba finals like and still keep him in control then we've got this with gene gray she's she's not going to turn into phoenix we're good guys we're good okay <laughs> when there's a buzzer beater like ah oh, buzzer beater. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> all right guys uh we might get back to Eric's list later. I don't know. We'll we've got other lists to debate about and stuff. That's what happens when you have the most the uh, like winning team. You uh huh? yeah, yeah. yeah. Most. <laughs> you do open yourself up to some. Uh, I'm some like the person. Warriors when they got KD. I knew I was going to get a lot of hate. From the guys <laughs> for that team, but you know, right. like like I said to Twitter though. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you've heard the first two teams, and now you're going to be introduced to God Squad. That's what I've named my, named my team. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've given my team a name. I, I think we're going to all have jerseys and let's say God Squad on them. Um, Are they going to be white? Yeah, they're going to be white. Um, but <laughs> let me go through my team here. So kind of like Nate, I I want positionless basketball, but also there's some uh, some guys that fit at different positions and stuff. Um and I'm not surprised I lost on Twitter because I felt like a lot of my people compared to some of the people that Eric talked about in a typical fight or uh, power match or whatever you want to call it. Like they would just be obliterated. But like when we're talking about basketball, it's a really finesse type of thing. Like I don't want to have a big monster running down the court um, or anything like that. And I want to have good powers. Uh, but not like un, not powers that are gonna get you ejected from the game, like reversing time or something like that, or reading lines <laughs> if you get caught. Like, so I went with a lot of good guys on my team, um, a lot of guys that you know God would want, um, <laughs> and and they, I know a lot of teams always say, you know, a lot of players in real life are like, we're God's team. We're playing for God. Like, my team is literally playing for God. So he's... when you win the championship, you are going to thank God first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's actually going to be God and the coach combined as one person. Because, um, you know, a lot of they're always like, who do you think first, coach or God? Like, for my case, it's, you know, the same guy. <laughs> so that's that's Morgan Freeman, you know, coaching the team is God. Had to get that out of the way first because you know God Squad brings a lot of questions. Um, and I'll go through my team one through five here. So at my point guard spot, I've got Violet from The Incredibles. Um, I like her ability to become invisible. I think that's gonna be pretty good uh, to be the hidden enemy, you know, that just steals the ball out of your hands or whatever. Um, and also, she can make a force field. I know some of these people's powers are pretty insane, so I'm not sure if it would stand up, but you know, let's try it. Um, maybe God can help her out on that. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, because a force field is pretty nice to have around you. And then, um, and then I've got the cobbler here, and I know a lot of people are, might be looking at this picture today and seeing the movie and be like, "Wow, man, you." put this guy in your team Adam Sandler. <laughs> this guy just drinking coffee right here i don't but um but no the the good thing about this guy and i don't know if you you guys have seen the movie or not but basically 
the whole idea with the movie, and I'll spoil it kind of, but he basically wears other people's shoes and then becomes that person. So I think what we're going to do, Nate talked about how, you know, Taskmaster and stuff, but I'd rather have the original guy. So if we need a Steph Curry situation, the cobbler puts on Steph Curry's shoes. If we need Michael Jordan, LeBron James, any current player should get Shaq. Like, it doesn't matter um, the player, but there's great players out there. We can rotate guys out in and out um, for what we need. But I do want to have some humans on my team because, you know, this game was made by humans. I think they'd work out pretty good. So well, I, uh, I say something tells me that Thanos' boots are going to go missing before the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really like that ability to just plop on someone's shoes. And this kind of, this is a creative way to kind of get around Nate's rule. And I asked him to make sure uh, it was okay. He was like, yeah, that's creative. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we can wear an athlete's shoes with the cobbler and get that and become that person. So, uh, so I like that. It's it's pretty creative. But Adam Sandler being a cobbler is not going to be playing in this game. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> then my my small Adam forward. Sandler shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I I do think the Sandman can. Uh, if we need some hard fouls, I feel like he he would give out hard fouls. I'm not gonna lie. He's gonna be like your sixth man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, moving on to my small forward here, I've got Spider-Man, uh, from obviously Marvel and all the Spider-Man movies and stuff, but I like his ability. I think he's pretty athletic here and the, the webs help, man. I'll tell you that putting a web on a ball and then like shooting it up to the rim. Like, I feel like that's pretty good. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I think webs in this game can help out a lot. Um, obviously, you can't get too crazy webbing up people and being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because that'll get you fouled out. But, uh, but you know, with God as our coach, all these other good teammates around him, he's a good guy. He's not going to web up other people as much as he probably wants to. Some of these villains on here. But, um, <laughs> uh, but no, the web to the basketball to the rim, I think that's a cool idea. like this artwork here showing of him. Uh, and then you don't have to deal with the uh, with the traveling because he's not taking steps in the air, so that gets around the flash dilemma. Um, <laughs> and then and then uh, then with my power forward here, my number four guy for Fantastic Four, obviously Mr. Fantastic here. I gotta say about him, the the thing that really draws me to him for my team is I really like his length, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> he's probably got the best length here. Uh, I mean, you know, Nate's got some guys too, but uh, this guy, he can stretch pretty far. He's going to block all kinds of shots, and he can also stand at, like, the three-point line and probably dunk it, you know? So it's pretty cool. I like the versatility with him. I think he'd be athletic, and I like the length, man. I, I got to say, when you play basketball, you need length. So these little, these little jabbing arms combined with the invisible violet that's pretty good defense right there um and then i want some more just pure human on my team man this is god squad he made humans so um i got tarzan here <laughs> i i like tarzan man i think he'd be really good at basketball very athletic uh, obviously grew up in the jungle 
um, swinging on vines and stuff, kind of got a connection going on with Spider-Man. Like, I don't know, maybe he can help with, maybe he can uh, glide on the webs or something. I don't know, like swing on the web. I don't know if that would work or not, but we can try it. Um, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> wait, what are you saying, Connor? Try it in practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I I just think he's a good, all. I feel like as a, just a human here, he's good and he's going to get the job done. Very athletic, and you know his jungle friends will be at the game watching, rooting him on. I like that; uh, it gives them some motivation. I'm gonna make sure to bring those guys in. Um, but I like Tarzan, man. I'm not gonna lie; I like him. I'm putting him on my team here with all these other guys. They're all good guys. I like that. Like Nate said, good character. That goes a long <laughs> way. We're God Squad. We gotta be good. Um, so <laughs> I got a, I got a, a, a friendly team here. But like I said, if you if you were voting on Twitter and you had no idea who the cobbler was, now you know what his ability is, you know? Um, obviously, everybody knows Violet, Spider-Man, I think, and the others. But I don't know, man. I like this team, and you got God coaching them. <laughs> I, I like it, man. I like it. I'm, we're a solid team. We're not going to get that mad if we lose, but, you know, we're going we're gonna to be competitive, I think. So <laughs> I'll, move it. I'll let that. Zach, uh, before we move on, though. Okay, I yeah. Think- because I didn't know who this cobbler guy was. That's why I, I obviously figured it wasn't like just Adam Sandler, but but so I had to like research who this guy was because I didn't know. But one like potential flaw though that you have with him from what I researched is that yes, when he puts on the shoes, like he becomes that person, but it has to be a size ten and a half shoe specifically. Ooh. So if like say if like if LeBron wears a size 12 he's not going to be able to turn into lebron james or like i know shaq wears like a size yeah, yeah. something so, like so he's not going to be able to be shaq or something else. so yeah i forgot i didn't actually remember that part in the movie but um it's been a while since i watched this but so that, that yeah limit your ability with him it could so. but i'll counter that by saying that god's gonna get lebron a 10 and a half pair <laughs> have and then uh lebron's got that you know what i mean shrink lebron god can god can find shoes for everybody i I believe if he really wants to i think he can so i appreciate your concern eric but sand sand man he's gonna be just fine okay any any other concerns other than the fact that you chose god to have your coach yeah i mean i I wanted a good team guys I wanted a good team, man. I wanted I didn't want no devil's team or anything. I want a good team. So um good versus evil. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Any any anything else guys? Because you're normally the like win at all costs, like, you know, like I'll do whatever I gotta do. So that this do having this like I disagree. High, I disagree. When have I like, ever done high, that, Eric? Having this like high moral. <laughs> I, I, high saying, character. I think I have to agree with Eric on that one. I, you I think agree I, with I, Eric? Honestly, I think all three of us, like you, me, and Eric, as long as we've known each other, we're all pretty much win at all costs for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're always, yeah, like, so competitive, like, I gotta win, you know, like, so just hear you be like, oh, we won't be upset if we lose, you know, we're all good character guys, like, <laughs> <laughs> this just doesn't seem like good you at all, time, man. As long as, as long no, as man, I want, a, I want a good, solid team here. I think good's better than evil, like, if, you, if you've got the right be- morals and everything. Yeah. <laughs> God's doing something to Zach. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. All right. Uh let's I mean, in the move superhero on. world that works. That doesn't always work in basketball though. <laughs> like, 
I mean, Dennis Rodman won three championships, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, that that's kind of, you know, easy when you've got a team with that, on the same team as Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I'm just saying, right. but I mean, Michael Jordan was known for, like, being a douche to his teammates, too. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't the most, like, high honorable player. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's go to, let's take a look at uh, Connor's lineup here, guys. Yeah, so, I mean, I will say with my lineup, I'm very happy that, you know, I think it's a very strong lineup without having anybody, like, super OP, like Thanos or God on it. So, <laughs> as God is the coach, so, um, <clears throat> I mean, I like my lineup. So, I mean, so I also did point guard to center. So, point guard, I've got Captain America. I feel like if you want someone to be the leader and the floor general on your team, there's no one better than Captain America. I mean... Not only is he a nice, tall, and strong point guard, which is a bit unusual for most point guards, but, I mean, there's no better motivator. There's no better leader. He's going to be able to run the floor better than anybody, in my opinion, out of that we have on these teams. I think Aang, Aang was a good one, too, with like being a distributor, but I think Captain America's got a better strategic mind, and he knows what to how to plan stuff out better. Obviously, he's not going to have the shield for the, uh, the game, because I feel like that would cause a lot of fouls, but... Um, he's still, you know, at the peak of human potential. So he's, you know, he can, he's definitely super strong. Um, so then I went with Loki as my shooting guard, um, mainly kind of for the same reason that Eric had the silver surfer, like that ability to just create illusions. And that way, like, you know, you can think he's in one place, but then he's not, you know, you, you go over to guard him and he's over, over in the left corner, but then all of a sudden, like, he's shooting from the right corner. You don't even know what's happened because he's created such a perfect illusion. So, and he's definitely not a slouch when it comes to the strength department, and he's a capable warrior, as we've seen in the movies. So, and also, <clears throat> Loki has the ability, kind of like Gene, he's kind of got that similar Gene Gray ability that he can um, manipulate people and, you know, cause them to, he can take the ball away from you without even touching it and cause you to just drop it right where you're standing. So, <clears throat> I like that I, with Loki. And then I decided to go with Mace Windu as my small forward. Um, like with Nate having Anakin Skywalker, I think having a Jedi is very, is, you know, a great addition to your team and like being able to use the force and being able to having the best hops out of anybody. But I feel like the reason why I think Mace Windu was a better choice than Anakin was I feel like Mace Windu kind of the same thing with that. I talked about with Thanos being unstable. I think that, Anakin Skywalker is also very unstable, whereas I feel like Mace Windu, he's very, he's probably one of the most stable Jedi there are because he's able to walk that line between light side and dark side so well and not, you know, do anything rash or make bad decisions. So I think having him, he was probably, I also considered using Yoda for the team, but I think Mace Windu would be a bit better because obviously Yoda, like, he has his moments where he's super, you know, crazy, moving fast and powerful with the force. But I feel like his durability at, you know, 800 years old is a bit lower than Mace Windu. Yeah. So, um, and Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber, so you can't go wrong with that. Um, and a Samuel Jackson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then for my my power forward and my center can kind of be interchangeable. I was I could couldn't really decide like who to put where, but both of these guys are over seven feet tall uh i think general grievous is officially officially seven one and i put him at the point at the power forward so obviously he's not 
a jet like you know we see him use lightsabers in the films and he's um you know been taught by count dugo but he's obviously not a force sensitive being i mean he is still technically a human uh, but you know he's you know even more darth vader than darth vader like he's basically a droid but he is still technically a human so and he's a great strategist he was the leader of the droid army you don't see it too much for him in the movies about him being like athletic and fast and quick but if you watch the star wars clone Wars series he actually is quite athletic and he can move pretty well so and also the other main reason why i have him is he's got four arms so if you want to like block a shot or grab a rebound having four arms is definitely very helpful <laughs> when it comes to that so you can certainly grab those and i mean you're not going to be backing him down in the pain and finally i have colossus as my center i was thinking about having like when i was first doing this i thought about the hulk but kind of like what eric said i don't want to have anybody unstable at my center position that's going to foul out and colossus while he's you know made of metal so you know if you run into him you're just going to get flattened because he's I, I can't remember exactly what his like body is made out of but it's you're, you're gonna get flattened if you run into him kind of like in the deadpool movie when whenever deadpool punched him his hand his wrist like instantly broke when he punched colossus in the face so um and also you know very sturdy very steady and and the thing about colossus is that that we've seen in the deadpool films that he's very calm he's very you know under control he's actually a bit of a nice guy you know zach always wants to have want to have nice guys on his team well colossus is kind of the epitome of good guy when it comes to the deadpool franchise so he you know he always plays by the rules he's gonna play fair he's probably the least likely on my team to foul out because he's always gonna play by the rules so that's pretty important you're not giving the other team easy chances at the free throw line or anything like that so um colossus at center and then finally with my coach i wanted to i was kind of upset that nate took avatar ang for his team because i kind of wanted to put him in my lineup so i had to take the in my opinion the best character from the avatar last airbender franchise and that is uncle iroh is my coach obviously uncle iroh is a very capable firebender i mean he's a firebending master and towards the end of the avatar series we see he gets really buff and really uh, athletic but he is definitely in the older age the uh, older side of things so mm -hmm. i cited all that wisdom that he always imparts on like zuko and all the other characters and you know even just like if there's one guy maybe other than god that can pick you up after you know a tough game or after a tough series like iroh will always make you feel better and he'll re-motivate you to go back out there and do your best and you know he can make some nice tea for you if you get upset and the tea will make you feel better so um had to not go eric though <laughs> no obviously not so i'd have to go with a uh, the obvious choice for coach for me was uh uncle iroh very cool very cool and uh, I'll put the the Twitter results on YouTube here. So we did a we did want to see according to Twitter if if we made like a tournament with our teams who would win. Now I will say Twitter's not always right. Uh, they're not right a lot of times. So take it with a grain of salt. But this is what the people said. So I want to put it out here. Uh, so we've got Nate's team versus my team in the first round matchup, and most people said Nate's team would win. Not gonna get mad. I know people don't know who the cobbler is, but uh, but yeah, I, I I still like my team's chances. Um, and then Connor's team versus Eric's team. Uh, Eric's team obviously took the win here. Um, and then 
just because champions- Thanos and boom, Thanos, I'm going to vote Team A. Yeah, I, I really think Thanos would foul out. But uh, then the final results here, Eric's team versus so, well, Nick's again, team. What, what is the reasoning for Thanos fouling out? Because all it, like I just heard about, like, because Warrior Vote got a little careless, but I've already explained why that wouldn't happen. So what's the reason for... I mean, he's uh, just so big. Like, when <laughs> if, like, Spider-Man's, like, trying to make a move on him and, like, he like hits him or something on accident like that's going to be a foul like if he even if it's not intentional if he makes contact with a guy trying to take a shot like that's a foul yeah but he's not gonna so we are using man. we are using today's well, nba rules so i mean yeah. <laughs> this is the 80s he would right. be perfect but right now i mean you have lebron go up against thanos he's getting he's getting that call like 100 times out of 100 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good reason, Nate. That's a good reason. (laughs) Well, the fact that, like, you know, Thanos is like, I think, funny enough, actually, I think Hagrid is still the tallest out of everybody because Thanos is slightly shorter than Hagrid. But, I mean, like you said, Thanos is just so big. And, like, you know, I I feel like it would be so easy to take charges on him, just, like, kind of step in front of him just a little bit and then just, like, like, up, that's a charge. Like, yeah. Like, like Zach said, he's just so big that, like, it's it's hard to, to, you know, control that. Like, like Zach said, even if it's unintentional, if you go to block a shot, you know, you end up just like smacking them in the face. Like, that's a foul. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's um, my reason. But yeah, um, I mean, the casual fan on Twitter is not going to hear that. So if if you guys did see this now and you want to revote, let us know. <laughs> tweet at, tweet at us if you like one of our teams more than what you voted for. I mean. Maybe you voted Nate's team, but you now after hearing this, you you like Eric's team more. I don't know, but um, but Eric's team did win the Twitter poll. I, I did want to put that in here. Uh, you might see on the left here. It's yeah. been a it's been a it's <laughs> been a losing streak. Comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but congrats to Eric's team for winning. Uh, obviously we'll never know, but <laughs> this is a fun thing to consider. So Nate, good job for picking this topic. Uh. Definitely got us thinking on this, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) some good ideas there. Yeah, for sure. And we'll move back to the real world now and talk about uh, our top 10 lists for NFL, this upcoming NFL season's power rankings. So we'll go 1 to 10 here with all of us um, and just give some quick reasons on why we've got our our teams where we have them at. But... uh, Nate, why don't you start us out here with uh, with your list? All right. So the number one spot, not too surprising about the Chiefs. Um, obviously, it's unlikely that, you know, they go back-to-back winning Super Bowl again. It doesn't happen very often in the NFL. But um, just looking at every team, I, just, I don't think they've lost a whole lot. And the Super Bowl team they did have was pretty nasty um, talent-wise. So I think they're just going to be um, – uh, using the information we have now, I think they're going to be just as good next year. Um, then number two, I've got the Ravens. Um, a big factor for me in this one was um, Lamar taking another step forward, which after his season last year, I know that sounds um, difficult. There's definitely some areas that he can still improve upon. Plus, um, if what I heard about, you know, what came out about uh, Hollywood Brown. Um, and his injuries last year, if all that was true, and he really was playing through that stuff, I think he's going to be even more deadly 
um, this year at receiver. So I think that offense takes another step forward, um, coupled by um, an always pretty strong defense there. So I'm going to have to go with them as the number two spot. Um, number three, I've got the 49ers. Um, I wanted to put them lower just because I do think they're going to take a step back um, this year. But just looking at the, the overall talent they have on their roster uh, compared to the other teams available, I couldn't really justify placing them lower than three. Um, I think they're a pretty safe bet to do well next year. I don't know if they'll make it to the Super Bowl, but um, definitely one of the top five teams um, for sure. Felt pretty comfortable with them there. Um, the number four, I've got uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, obviously, a whole lot of hype this offseason about Brady going there and linking up with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And at first, I wasn't buying into the hype, but then I really looked. I realized that their defense does have some pretty um, strong players there. So I think if Brady does go down to Tampa and get a little bit rejuvenated, um, re-energized, which seen a social media post definitely seems like he has already i think that offense could take a huge step forward and they could be a pretty dangerous team um the number five i've got their afc's or uh, nfc south uh competition the saints i think they're gonna be right on the bucks heels i mean obviously those two competing for the um the south this year i think drew Brees, as long as he doesn't take a big step back this year in terms of like arm strength and any of that i think they should be just where they left off last year um definitely a playoff team and you know in my opinion uh the number six i've got tennessee titans um i i don't not in the party that that was a one year deal last year i think this roster from top to bottom is um definitely has some studs there um ryan Tannehill is not i don't think magically a top 10 quarterback now but i definitely think he's serviceable Oh, we got Derrick Henry in a contra- contract year. I think he's going to go off. Plus, the um, O-line is always solid, and they've got a good defense with some kind of underrated guys down there, like Kevin Byard and those type players. So I like them to definitely – I think they're my front runner for the AFC South, South this year. Sorry to all the Jags fans out there, but I think they're going to win that division and definitely be a playoff contender. Uh, number seven, I've got the Vikings. Um, again, kind of like the Titans, they're um, a little bit underwhelming at the quarterback position for a team ranked this high, but I think um, overall roster uh, construction, I really like what they have on defense and the parts that um, they have on offense. I think they're not super flashy, but I think they'll get the job done, and uh, um, I think the, the NFC North is going to be theirs to take this year. And then going on to... Eighth, I've got the Seahawks. Um, this is always like a tricky one just because Russell Wilson is so great, but I still don't think they've done enough to surround him with talent this year. So I think he'll do his part, obviously, to um, have them at least in playoff contention, um, contending for the uh, NFC West. But I don't think there's going to be enough um, contribution from the other players to get them over the hump and into the uh, Super Bowl contending realm this year. Um, number nine, I've got the Bills. Um, if I went with my heart, I would like to put the Patriots in the spot, but I I don't trust the roster enough this year. I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they're um, a top 10 team, at least on paper right now. I had to put the Bills in this spot just because um, if Josh Allen takes a step forward, which is definitely like a big if, 
Um, they could be a pretty solid team. They've got definitely got the defense already. They just need a little more consistency out of their offense, which I think um, we could potentially see this year. And then rounding out my top 10 is the Steelers. I think, again, like the Bills, they, the defense is already there for them with TJ Watt, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, and those guys. Um, they just need uh, Big Ben to come back healthy um, and stay healthy for a whole year. And I think they're definitely in good shape to contend for the AFC. So that's my top 10 list. Obviously it's pretty early. Um, still a whole lot of stuff to potentially happen between now and September, but um, feel pretty good about this. Yeah. Very good, man. Uh, let's go over to take a look at uh, Eric's list. Eric, tell us about your top 10. Yes. Yeah, so I won't go into too much detail into mine just one because of the time but then also two like mine is pretty similar to nate's i don't have too many differences so i don't want to say a lot of the same things he said but i also have the chiefs at number one i mean defending super bowl champs uh i feel like not too much different happened with their team meaning they're still really good so uh because of that i got them at number one baltimore at two as well just because I feel like they were so dominant all season, but then they had that terrible game in the playoffs, which I think like Zach had brought up a great point when we were talking about it, you know, when we were doing our playoff predictions that Baltimore having so much time with the starters resting really hurt them more than it helped them. And I think it showed in that playoff loss to the Titans, but I think they're going to rebound and still be a really good team. And then uh, my three through six is pretty similar as Nate's. I won't, I guess three through nine, really. But so I've got the Saints at number three. I'm looking for Drew Brees to get it done this year. Uh, This might be a little more of a liking bias why I have them this high because I'm a big Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara fan. But the Saints just always seem to be really good every year. So I feel like I couldn't go wrong having them up pretty high. Uh, number four, San Francisco. I just I worry about Jimmy G and his abilities. It seems like he's inconsistent, so I don't know if he's going to be able to get the 49ers back to the Super Bowl. But they do have a stacked team, so it could definitely happen. Uh, number five, Seattle. Uh, I mean, like Nate said, Russell. You know, when you got Russell Wilson, you're in a pretty good position. He always seems to do well every year, but. I agree with him as well, though. It just seems like they don't get enough talent around him for them to be able to make that Super Bowl push. But And the NFC is pretty loaded, so we'll see how they do. And then at Tampa, I've got Tampa at number six. I know like I know Zach has a number one. I don't think Connor had him in their top ten. Uh, I've kind of got him more in the middle. I definitely think with the additions that they brought in, they're going to be – a much better team than last year. They're also going to have a quarterback that doesn't throw 30 interceptions. Uh, so that's a bit, it's a big beneficiary for them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do. I mean, they're obviously going to be one of the most intriguing teams this upcoming season. And then unfortunately I have the Titans at number seven. I was doing everything possible to not put them in the top 10. I really didn't want them to be in there, but out of all the remaining teams, I just feel like 
they I feel like they still are the best team in the AFC South. I feel like the Colts could give them a run for their money, but with Philip Rivers at this age and it just seemed like he was really regressing last year, I actually in a weird way think that might have hurt them more than it's going to help them like over playing Jacoby Brissett at starter. But uh yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Colts do, even though I didn't put them in the top 10, but I just, I like the consistency of Tennessee more than them. So that's why I put Tennessee in the top 10 and not the Colts. And then the Vikings, I look for them to rebound. They, another team that's kind of shaky at quarterback, but they have a lot of good talent around them. So we'll see if Kirk Cousins, now that he finally won a Monday night football game, if maybe he takes a step, but I don't know. And then he didn't win him. I, I thought he. I thought he just won a primetime game. He, he's still 0 and 8 on Monday night, isn't he? <laughs> uh, he won some sort of. Yeah. Prime, he was like 0 and a million. I believe so. Like a prim, like a like game, a primetime so. playoff game. Yeah, he did get he a playoff that, win, but... which so maybe he takes another step. I mean, I don't know, but we'll see. I I still don't have my hopes up too high for him. But uh, number nine, <laughs> I got the Bills. They're a team I really like, but the key for them is going to be just to see how Josh Allen does to see if he improves this year or not. This is his year where he really needs to take that step forward and show that he can be a franchise quarterback. And if he can do that, then the bills will have a lot of success. But if he plays like he did in the second half of that playoff game against the Texans, then that's going to really hinder the bills. So they're another team like the bucks where it's like, I'm really intrigued to see what they're going to do this year. And at number 10, I got the Packers. I know none of the other guys had them in their top 10. They were, you know, I had, like, the Colts on my mind, the Cowboys on my mind, the Steelers on my mind, and then the Packers. Like, they were, like, my last four I was debating on for the top 10. But I went with the Packers just because last year everyone doubted them so hard. Like, we all had them either last or third place in the division. And so, obviously – they did a lot better than that, and but they were vulnerable in that game against the 49ers. So I don't know how they're going to do this year, but my reasoning for not picking them to be last last year in their division, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, it seems like no matter how crappy a talent he has around him on the offensive side of the ball, he still finds a way to get results. So give him a lot of credit there. I don't know if I just went rogue or something, so I'm echoing really bad, but that's my top 10, so I pass it off now. Okay, exactly well, I know, well, yeah, yeah, I know my top 10 is next. We seem to have lost Zach, so I will keep it going. Um, I remember my top 10, so. Um, but, yeah, I'll start it off by just saying that I know there's two teams that all three of these guys had and I don't have on my list, so I guess I'll explain why I don't have those two teams. So the first one was the Vikings. I did seriously consider putting the Vikings on my list, but, I mean, the thing for me is that, like Eric and uh, Nate were talking about, I just don't trust Kirk Cousins at all. And also the loss of Stefan Diggs, I think, is going to be really big because now Adam Thielen's going to be facing all the double teams and all the double coverages and stuff. So um, I don't think that they're going to – like, I still think they're going to be good. They're definitely going to be fighting the Packers for the NFC North, but I don't see them as quite a top-10 team yet. <laughs> and then – for the Buccaneers, obviously. Oh, well, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, so for the Buccaneers, the reason why I don't have them is that, you know, I 
I didn't buy the hype with the Cleveland Browns last year, and I'm not buying the hype with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I mean, I think Brady and Gronk, their time is done. They're going to be washed up and not the same players. And I just don't trust the Buccaneers' defense. Like, they definitely have talent on their defense, but when you look at, you know, their performance last year, it just wasn't as good as it probably should have been with all their talent. So... I'm not buying the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hype. They're not in my top 10. Obviously, that's going to go complete opposite when we go to Zach, but um, that's probably (laughs) going to be a debate for another episode when we talk about the NFC uh, preview. But so I guess I'm going to go, I guess I'll go one through 10 since that's what everybody's been doing. Um, I actually put the 49ers first. I think mainly because obviously the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but really the 49ers kind of beat themselves near the end of that Super Bowl loss. Um, They just, the game plan on defense changed for some reason. And I don't know. I just feel like they beat themselves and I think they did had some good additions in the draft. So I trust the 49ers more than I trust the chiefs just because of their defense. Obviously Jimmy G is shaky, but you know, if they can keep the run game going and you know, if they get, uh, uh, they get, they get some of the wide receivers going, then the 49 and the defense keeps performing. The 49ers are going to be a juggernaut again. I had the Ravens at number two. I don't, I also don't fully trust Lamar Jackson. I don't trust that he's going to, the Ravens are going to develop into this powerhouse team, but at least for right now, I think it'd be really hard to vote against the Ravens. I mean, he's the reigning MVP after all. So, and he does have good talent around him. He's got Mark Ingram there in the backfield and, um, the defense is obviously still very good, so it's kind of hard to bet against the Baltimore Ravens going into the season, although I'm really interested to see how the AFC North shakes out this year with the Steelers and them, if ben, if Big Ben comes back, like, full, you know, and looks like his old self. So then I got the Chiefs at number three, um, reigning Super Bowl champions. It's just the defense that still worries me. Obviously, they added um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a running back, but, you know, I feel like at some point that defense is going to crack more than it has been. And then the chiefs are just going to, they're not going to be able to put up enough when they start facing better defenses like the Ravens and the 49ers and the bills. So um, that's why I have that number three, but obviously you can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and that offense, that offense is just ridiculous. So can't put them any lower than three. I've got the Saints at number four. Once again, like I said, I don't buy the Tampa Bay hype, and Drew Brees looked just as strong as ever last year, so I'm looking for good things out of the New Orleans Saints, which I know this is, like I said, this is going to be a debate for a later episode, but I think right now, right at this instant, I told Zach I was going to do this, but um, that I'm locking right now that the New Orleans Saints are going to win the NFC South and not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So... Um, that's, and I think they're going to be a Super Bowl contender again this year. It's hard for, you know, the Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas on offense, and I think their defense is underrated. So New Orleans Saints at number four, CL Seahawks at number five, Russell Wilson's great, but I'm also on the same page as Eric and Nate that they never put a good enough supporting cast around Russell Wilson to really make the Super Bowl contenders. I think they're the 49ers and the Saints are better teams all around. Then I got the Bills at number six, mainly because obviously this is what the Bills have been waiting for. The the juggernaut is out of the way. And don't get me wrong, the New England Patriots are still going to be strong, but they're obviously not the same team. And this is finally the year for 
you know, somebody like the Buffalo Bills to break through in the AFC East and take the AFC East. So, and I think Josh Allen will take that next step now that he finally has a true all pro number one receiver on his team with Stefan Diggs. Cause the poor guy has not had anybody to throw to the past couple of seasons. So now he's finally got someone to throw to and Stefan Diggs. So, and you know, teams can't sleep on Cole Beasley and John Brown. They can't just, you know, double cover Stefan Diggs all the time and expect to get away with it. So uh, Buffalo Bills, number six, the Steelers are number seven, because I do think Roethlisberger is going to bounce back and they already have a Super Bowl caliber defense. I mean, if you need any proof about that, they Lamar Jackson, his statistically worst game last season came against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it was I think he had he only had he had one passing touchdown but he had three interceptions and he only ran for about 60 yards and no touchdowns. And they had to go to overtime to win that game, which really the Steelers beat themselves in overtime in that game without Roethlisberger. So the Steelers are going to be really tough if Roethlisberger comes back 100%. Um, Then yes, the Tennessee Titans at number eight, I don't think that it was a one-year deal. I think I I believe they're going to keep it going for one more year. I think it's going to be really close between them and the Colts, but I give the Titans just the edge because even though Ryan Tannehill is not the greatest quarterback in the world, he's, you know, he didn't look as bad as Philip Rivers did last year. So I'll give him the edge. And obviously Derek Henry looked like a total beast in the playoffs. So um, then the Cowboys at number nine, I've, I think the Cowboys, I think they're going to be a top team in the regular season. I don't think they're going to go far in the postseason. I mean, the offense is going to be good. Obviously, I've said before, I think we've all said before, that we think Dak Prescott is overrated. But when you're flanked by Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and one of the best offensive lines in football, then you're going to go places. You don't need a spectacular quarterback to make stuff happen like that. So, and obviously, the NFC East is a very weak division. So I think the Cowboys are going to have a much easier time taking it this year. The Eagles definitely aren't as strong as they were last year, in my opinion. So, And the Redskins and Giants definitely didn't get much better. So I think the Cowboys are going to have an easy time winning the NFC East, but I don't think they're going to go far in the playoffs, mainly because of the defense is still not very good. So, And then lastly, the Colts. Like I said, I was debating between with them and the Vikings and the Packers, kind of like what Eric was saying. But I put the Colts here mainly because I think Phillip Rivers – Although he looked like he regressed a lot last year, I don't think he's going to be asked to do as much in Indianapolis as he was in L.A. Because, I mean, Austin Eckler had good, you know, he was good. But I think Phillip Rivers still had to do a lot of work with passing because the Chargers defense kind of fell apart last year. So they kind of got behind and they needed him to step in. The Colts have a better defense than the Chargers do. And also, obviously, Marlon Mack is a very good running back. So, you know, you're you're not regressing too much there. Actually, you're probably improving from Austin Eckler. Um, And then, obviously, the Colts, like the Cowboys, have one of the best offensive lines in football. So, Phillip Rivers isn't going to be on his back all the time. He's going to have a lot of opportunities to make good decisions and get in the right mindset. So, um, I'm really looking forward to the fight between the Colts and Titans for the AFC South this year. But now I'll pass it on to Zach. Yeah, <laughs> Connor and I dis- disagree quite a bit. <laughs> a lot of things Connor said I, I do take issues with. Um, as you can see, our lists are very different. But I'll go from 1 to 10, uh, and I'll start with my number one team. And I know people are going to be thinking, oh, you're just living the hype, buying the hype and all this stuff. But I really do think the Buccaneers are going to – 
be the best team, I think, coming into the season for sure. And when it happens, if it hopefully does happen, uh, not only I think this defense, the everybody knows about the offense. Uh, in the draft, they added another tackle to help that offensive line, which is isn't isn't great, but uh, it should be improved with the new addition from the draft. And also having Tom Brady instead of Jameis Winston is a benefit to the offensive line because Brady gets the ball out so quickly. So I feel like he's not going to take as many sacks or stay in the pocket as long as Winston did. He'll be much smarter with the football as well. Like you were saying, 30 interceptions, it's hard to win games like that. But they were, I believe, 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight, uh, last season. So they did pretty good without Brady to begin with. So it's not like they're coming in off a three-win season or anything. And the defense, I think, is severely underrated because it's progressed a lot. Uh, the defensive line... I would say is one of the best in football when you've got uh, Shaq Barrett, who led the league in sacks last year. And uh, we saw how dominant he was with strip sacks, getting strip sacks. But it, this line is super deep. You've got Jason Pierre-Paul. You've got Ndamukong Sue, some older guys there. But you've also got some young bloods like Vita Vea anchoring the middle of that defensive line, being a great run stuffer. So that defensive line is going to be great, I think, both against the rush and against the pass with getting pressure with guys like Barrett and Sue and JPP, but it can also stop the run with Vita Vea. And then the linebackers on that team are great. I mean, Levante David's super underrated. He just makes the Pro Bowl every year and nobody knows about him. And then uh, Devin White showed really good signs as a rookie last year. So, and, and and now we'll get to the secondary, I guess, which a lot of people will say is the biggest weakness of the team, but um, they've spent like three or four second round draft picks on corners and safeties the past couple seasons. And I think we finally saw that in the second half of last season, watching Tampa Bay Buccaneers games, that secondary took massive steps uh, in the second half of the season. I think it's only going to get better with coached by Todd Bowles, who's a great defensive coordinator, Got not a great head coach, but a great defensive coordinator. So you've got all that. You've got the offense we know about. Mike Evans is one of the best receivers in the game. Chris Godwin, super, super good. And then the tight ends are just ridiculous with O.J. Howard, Gronk, and Cameron Bray. Gronk doesn't even have to be the best tight end on this team, but he's already got a connection with Brady. So that's that's Brady's security safety blanket. Not sure we'll see the best Gronk we've seen, but Gronk will be Gronk. I'm, I, I think he'll come into the season fine, and I think he'll – have a good season. He he might not be the Gronk we remembered, but he'll be good enough for them. And they've got Howard and Bray to take the load off him if they need be. I mean, the the one position running back is maybe a little suspect, but uh, they did address that in the draft, getting the guy from Vanderbilt. Name's escaping me, but I remember when I watched Vanderbilt games, he was jumping off the screen. He, I think Vaughn was his last name. Uh, so they've got a couple others. It's by committee there, but um, we'll see what happens. And then, so I, I really think that team is super loaded on both sides of the ball, not just offense. And then I've got the Chiefs at number two, Super Bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes. Everybody knows the the Chiefs are, are going to be great again, as long as you've got Mahomes and he stays healthy. Uh, I know I ranked Deshaun over him the last episode, but with all the weapons this team has, as long as they stay healthy, they're going to be Super Bowl contender for sure. And then I've got Seattle at three. I think this team was better than San Francisco was last year. They really should have beaten them 
they should have swept San Francisco in the season uh, series last year, but they lost barely at the end of the week 17. Um, and that would have given them home field advantage in the playoffs, which they would have definitely taken advantage of. So you've got Russell Wilson, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And the team's still loaded uh, with a lot of people. They didn't really lose many people, in my opinion. Still, the Seahawks are going to be great. Um, then I've got the Browns here at number four. This is where uh, this is where everybody is. Everybody still there? I feel like I'm talking to myself because I don't hear anything going on. Well, I'm still here. Okay, yeah, cool. I, I didn't hear <laughs> yeah, like a single breath, so I was I was worried like my internet went out again, but um. But <laughs> you're just talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was really worried because I don't want to have to repeat all this. But <laughs> the Browns. So the thing with the Browns is, well, first of all, I'll say this, especially with Eric's list. Eric's taken a very conservative approach with his top 10, basically being all playoff teams from last year, except the Buccaneers. I mean, we we know that's just not going to happen. We don't know which are going to fall off and which are going to rise. But I do want to. I don't want to just copycat last year's season standings in my top ten list. So I have the Browns at number four because I think a lot of things went wrong for the Browns last year that got fixed in this off season. Um, first of all, you had a head coaching change. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, the coach of last year, a lot of people said was a joke. Like, why is he even a head coach? So that team was just messed up all around, starting with the head coach. And then also, as far as their team, they had no offensive line to protect Mayfield. Somehow they still had the league-leading rusher with uh, Chubb, but um, they had no protection at all. They had OBJ who had no connection with, with Mayfield. They just had a bunch of really great pieces, but they didn't uh, gel together or whatever, and they got exposed, and the wheels kind of fell off the ship. Uh, or whatever and ships don't have wheels but the, you get my point here like the the it was just a train wreck <laughs> of a season <laughs> it was that's, just that's a train boat ships don't have wheels <laughs> that is a quote that is a quote guys you'll you might hear that again in <laughs> yeah. some episode that reference um but no i mean the the really it just was a train wreck type of season and there's always going to be a team that had that last year that's going to make the playoffs and do great things. And I think that's the Browns. And I've looked at their schedule. They have a really easy schedule. Um, and then I said, too, that things got corrected. Uh, they really improved their offensive line. Adding Conklin and Jedrick Wills, who I saw as the best tackle in the draft. And Conklin's a great right tackle. So they just vastly improved Mayfield. I think... Ooh, that didn't sound good. <laughs> that sounded like someone dropped the sky call. But um, uh, anyways, the the tackles were great. Are going to be great there. The offensive line is going to be great. They've got Hunt and Hill, a two-headed monster backfield. OBJ Landry added Austin Hooper, but they already they drafted a great tight end in the draft as well. And they have Injoku from from last year. So the tight end spots loaded. The receiver spots loaded. I still think Mayfield can be really good. I think last year he just had there was just too many distractions. It was just it was really set up to failure. I didn't buy into it last year when it happened because all the hype and everything was getting to those guys. But they're humbled. I think I think they're going to come out ready to prove it. And there's like I said, their schedule is super easy um, aside from their divisional opponents. I think 
Um, they're going to be they're going to be really good. I think they'll win the AFC North. I'm going to predict that. It's not going to be popular. Everybody's going to think you're stupid. Are you going to lock that? I'm not going to lock it because my locks are terrible. But um, like, I'm not going to lock anything <laughs> on this list because I know if I do, it's just not going to happen. So I'm not going to do that. But Connor's trying to bait me. <laughs> you don't you don't want, you don't you don't want to jinx the Buccaneers. No, no, no. I don't want to jinx any of this. Um, <laughs> I'm going to lock the Jags. Go 0-16, guys. Um, <laughs> hopefully the reverse. Watch that actually happened too. <laughs> oh my god. Tank well, for if Trevor. it does, Tank for Trevor. If it does, if it does, we'll get Trevor. So I guess, I guess it might not be that bad. But um, and then I've got the Saints <laughs> at five. Um, I I think they'll be pretty good. I don't think they'll be as good as the Buccaneers, but they are the Saints, so they're gonna be good. I just think when it gets to the playoff time, they're gonna shrink like they always do. It seems like, but um. Then I've got the Ravens at six. I think they're going to take a step back. Nate said he thinks Lamar is going to improve. I don't see how he can possibly improve off his season last year with 1,200 rushing yards and and all the passing yards and everything. I get it. What happened to Mahomes last last season? I know, I know. I I get it. They're a good team and all, but I see them taking a step back. The Browns did beat them once last year, despite how bad that Brown season was. Uh, so I don't think the Browns are afraid of them. Like Connor was talking about the Steelers, they're not going to be afraid of them. So they're set up for some divisional round losses, in my opinion. And like, I just don't think it's going to be possible out of the kind of season he had last year. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't. It, it's just hard for me to put them there, especially after watching their last game they played against the Titans. Um, people are super hyped about this team, but. Kind of like the Browns, I think they're getting so much hype and craze and stuff. It's kind of ridiculous. But uh, moving on out of the Titans, uh, I could be wrong with this one again. I hope I am. But are they going to be eight and eight Titans? I don't know if that's going to be enough to get seventh on this list here. If they end up eight and eight, I don't think so. But uh, maybe maybe nine and seven. How many seasons is it that they're in nine and seven now? I don't know. Yeah, nine. I guess they are nine and seven. So if they're nine and seven, they could very well end up on this spot here, maybe a little bit lower. But um, we'll see what happens. They're nine and seven or ten and six or eight and eight. That's going to be you look at those three records and you have a ninety nine percent chance. I'm going to be right about that. Uh, The Vikings I've got down here. I think they're going to win the NFC North. Um. They probably have the best team in that division. That division's pretty weak, in my opinion. So I like the Vikings. They really should have last year. I don't know how. I don't know how Green Bay won 13 games. They actually, the the Vikings beat the Saints in the playoffs, which is pretty impressive too. So I've got the Vikings up here, and then the controversial one, the 49ers. I've got it at nine. I almost didn't even want to put them at nine. I I thought about leaving them off this list because we see it all the time. All these great teams that go to the Super Bowl and lose in like a heartbreaking way, they just the next year end up not making the playoffs or just looking terrible. Um, we saw it with uh, it's escaping me, but it trust me, the Rams. I mean, it, it happens uh, a couple years even before that. The Panthers, the Panthers. Um, I'm not sure if the Falcons made the playoffs the next year after that Super Bowl loss, but. Uh, if they did, it's not memorable because they probably didn't win a game in the playoffs. So really the whole history thing of the Super Bowl loser coming back and especially in recent years, uh, just that being just a down that's just going to weigh this team down, in my opinion. And they did lose some some pieces in free agency in the offseason. 
they lost Breida, the running back. They lost uh, DeForest Buckner on the defensive line. They replaced him with Kinlaw. But Buckner or Kinlaw, I think you would take everybody would take uh, DeForest Buckner. So uh, they lost, I think, too many pieces in this offseason. The 49ers did. Um, and like I said, I'm just not a fan of teams that lose the Super Bowl coming back in the next year. And they very easily could miss the playoffs. They play in a pretty tough division. So they could. I'm going to put them on this list for the respect of the season they had last year. But I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. I definitely don't think they're going to have as good of a season as they did last year. That's why I got them at nine at best. Um, and then I've got the Steelers at 10 here. The defense was really good last year from the Steelers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be possible to have as great of a defensive season as they did. We know defenses rise and fall like the ocean tides, but um, Big Ben's coming back, so I think that's going to be really good for them. We'll see if he stays healthy the full season. Uh, and if they get Cam as their backup, I'll feel a lot better about uh, having a quality backup. Uh, <laughs> but, no, the, the Steelers, they're a good team. They'll, they're will they greatly they're well coached so they'll be on they'll probably be a top yeah, 10 a lot of Steelers fans wouldn't say that <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> it's like I you know we can rant about Steelers fans thinking about their coach like Packers fans think about their quarterbacks like um <laughs> but uh, in the in the kind of in the opposite way but you get what I'm saying here uh the oh, Steelers yeah, yeah. they'll be good no. Yeah, yeah, tr- yeah. Um, I was like, trust, trust me. The fans like hate Mike Tomlin for some stupid yeah. <laughs> reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, I've talked about it before. <laughs> you have, you have, especially I've, I've heard it. Um, but yeah, the defense will be good. I don't think it'll be as good. Like I don't think it's gonna make them jump up to the top five on this list because of their defense. I think it'll take a little bit of a step back, but the offense should take a better step forward. Do you get what I'm saying there? So all in all, it's gonna be a top 10 team in my opinion so that's my list guys some exceptions i let i left off of here i'm just not sold on their quarterbacks uh particularly indy buffalo let me scroll through some other ones uh yeah i guess that's it um but but that's my (laughs) list guys it's been kind of a longer episode than i thought but if anybody has any i guess any of you guys have any last comments about these power rankings lists like connor and i really disagree on these but hmm. like he said we should probably save that for another episode <laughs> yeah that that uh that tampa bay versus new orleans debate or really just the tampa bay debate needs to be saved for another episode <laughs> yeah for sure and then you know, the, the the line will be drawn on the sand and then Con- uh, eric and nate will just be like watching and yeah pop- <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna have my popcorn ready for that one <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah other than that though guys um Got some different takes for these lists here with the Browns and stuff. I know, I I know I'm gonna catch a lot of flack, but you know I gotta go with what I really believe, and I'm not just gonna conform and put last year's standings here because that's what I that's what I think. So that is what it is, guys. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> what was that? That's that uh, <laughs> that meme. But um, but yeah. All right, guys. Nate, hope you had a good birthday, man. Hope you had a lot of fun um Thank you. yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this and remember be clutch bye yeah peace